Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. Screen Guild play tonight, The Male Animal. The starring players... This is Olivia de Havilland. This is Joel McRae. And this is Jack Carson. Tonight, Lady Esther and the Screen Guild players are grateful to Elliot Nugent, James Thurber... Herman Schumann and Warner Brothers Studios for allowing us to present their successful play and motion picture, The Male Animal, starring lovely Olivia de Havilland as Ellen Turner, Joel McRae as Tommy Turner, and Jack Carson as Whirling Joel Ferguson. Ferguson, Tommy Turner, and Tommy's lovely wife, Ellen, were all students at Midwestern University six years ago. Joe was the school's football hero, Tommy, the outstanding student, and Ellen, the collegiate belle. And the entire campus was surprised when Ellen married plodding Tommy, rather than whirling Joe. Now, six years later, Joe has become a spectacular financial success in Pittsburgh, while Mr. and Mrs. Tommy Turner are still at Midwestern where Tommy is an obscure associate professor in the English department. It's the night before the homecoming game, and Ellen is preparing a cocktail party to celebrate Joe Ferguson's return to the campus. Joe Ferguson, why should we give him a party? I don't believe you and I ever had a date that he didn't horn in to diagram the Washington Monument play or something. Statue of Liberty play, darling. Anyway, this will be the first time we've seen him in six years. Well, if I never saw him again, it would seem like yesterday. Tommy, you're not jealous. Jealous? Of that 1A body and 4F mind? (laughs) Certainly not. Then why do you object to giving a party for him? I'm just allergic to halfbacks, particularly 30-year-old ex-halfbacks who can talk about nothing but football. Well, you don't have to talk with him. Ed Keller will be here. Oh, why do we have to have Ed Keller? Well, he's Joe's best friend. Besides, he just happens to be the university's most important trustee. Well, I don't see what bearing that has on what... Have the trustees voted on making you a full professor? No, but that's just a formality. Well, it's also another very good reason for my having Ed Keller here tonight. You know that you can't become a professor unless he likes you. Gosh, I hope that isn't Joe Ferguson. I couldn't stand the Statue of Liberty play right now. Oh, Dr. Damon. Good evening, Thomas. As you see, I've brought Michael Barnes with me. Well, come in. You both look a little grim. And appearances in this instance are not deceiving. Oh, good evening, Mrs. Turner. Good evening, Dr. Damon. Good evening, Michael. Good evening, Mrs. Turner. What, uh, what's happened, Dr. Damon? Uh, Michael has written another of his uh, flaming editorials for the college literary magazine. In no uncertain terms, he has described our board of trustees as a group of fascists 
because they uh, forced the dismissal of Professors Sykes, Kennedy, and Chapman for alleged subversive teachings. Oh, Michael, there you go again. Wait till you hear where he has actually gone. Well, isn't that all? Unhappily, no. Uh, he continues by stating that you, Thomas, intend to defy this attitude of the Board of Trustees by reading a letter to your English class that was written by Bartolomeo Vanzetti of uh, Sacco and Vanzetti. Michael, I think you might have consulted me about this. You don't want Tommy to lose his position, do you, Michael? No, I didn't think of that. I thought Mr. Turner was the one man we had left on the faculty who would read whatever he wanted to his classes. I thought he was the one man, a veritable tiger, who would defy these stadium builders. Why kill her? I'm not defying anyone, Michael. This is just an innocent letter I wanted to read. I know it must be all right, Tommy, but you can't read the letter now. Keller and the other trustees kicked Chapman out last month for doing things just as harmless as this. Michael will just have to change his editorial. But I can't change it. The magazines were run off the presses last night, and they've already been delivered to the newsstands. I quite understand that you meant to present the letter as literature, Thomas, but our good friend Mr. Keller would not. I think uh, our tiger here will have to issue a denial tomorrow. I suppose so. I'm not really a tiger. But I don't like to be thought of as a pussycat either. Why, Joe Ferguson! how are you, baby? Gosh, you look great. Why, you're younger and prettier than ever. If I were a braver man, I'd kiss you. Doggone it, I will kiss you. (laughs) It's terribly nice to see you again, Joe. Come in. Come in and close the door. Ah, Gosh, this is swell. Where's, Where's the great Thomas? Upstairs. He'll be down in a minute. You haven't changed a bit. Do they still call you Whirling Joe? Do they? Did you read what Grantland Rice said about me the other day? I'm afraid I missed it. Huh? Well, I just happen to have it here in my wallet. (laughs) There it is. Thank you. You can keep it. Matter of fact, I meant to have my secretary put you on the mailing list. There are always pieces in the paper about me, and I like to keep in touch with my friends. Well, that's very thoughtful of you, Joe. That's nothing, really. Gee, it's going to be a great game tomorrow, Ellen. I bet a thousand fish on that game. We've just got to beat Michigan. Midwestern has a fine team this year, Joe. Don't I know it. Boy, I wish I could play. Can you imagine that backfield? Stolenkowitz, Wirasaka, Rudzinski, and me. <laughs> Hello, Joe. It's nice to see you again. Tommy, old man, how are you? <laughs> Teaching must be good for you. And Ellen here looks like a million bucks. How have you been, Joe? Ah, fine. Except for a little cold. You want some Kleenex? No, thanks. (laughs) How's Brenda? I meant to ask before. Wonderful, just wonderful. A little heavier, maybe. Uh, We're being divorced, you know. But I didn't know. Oh, Joe, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's too bad, Joe. Oh, it's all fine. We're both taking it in our stride. Took her out to dinner last week, along with her new boyfriend. (laughs) Wasn't that rather complicated? Oh, you're not up to date, Tommy. That's the modern way of doing things. Sure. Gosh, Ellen, I I just can't take my eyes off you. I noticed that. Huh? I'll go mix the drinks. Hey, Joe. Yeah, Tommy? Would you like an olive or a cherry in your Mickey Finn? (laughs) (laughs) 
Tommy, have you had too much to drink? No, Ellen, not enough. Your eyes have that funny look. I've just had too much of Ed Keller and Joe Ferguson. But you shouldn't have told Keller about Michael's editorial and that Vanzetti letter. You know he's a crank about those things. You didn't need to talk that way to me. I don't like it. Tommy, you're not going to go ahead and read that letter in class? Yes, Ellen, I think I have to Monday morning. The letter itself is simply literature, beautiful literature, written in broken English by an immigrant. It has no political importance, but Keller's attempt to suppress it has. I have to read that letter to maintain the principle of free speech. Tommy, try to be practical for once, like Joe. Like Joe? Why don't you try and understand how I feel about this? I'm simply trying to keep you out of a lot of trouble. Well, your mind can't be like Joe Ferguson's mind. Oh, you and your mind. I have to go through such a lot with your mind. Well, maybe you wouldn't if you understood it a little better. Oh, I know, I know. I'm too dumb for you. No, Ellen, I didn't say that. You said Joe and I were stupid. I didn't say you were. I said Joe was. Oh, look, Tommy, what are we fighting about? You said I was dumb. Tommy, you've had too many drinks so you wouldn't say that. No, I haven't. Uh, I don't feel very well. I feel very unhappy and slightly sick. I'll get you some bicarbonate of soda. No, you won't. I'm going upstairs and lie down for a few moments. Let's not bring this thing down to the level of bicarbonate of soda. Come on, Tommy, old boy. Ed Keller and I got to be there on time, right, Ed? Yeah, I wouldn't miss a minute of it, Joe, old boy. You know, after all, what would a college be without football? (laughs) An institute of learning. What did you say, Turner? I said, go on without me. My heart's burning. Oh, come on, Tommy. We're all going over to the Dixie Club after the rally. We'll have steak and french fries and wine. All on me. You'll be quite a sight. at a kidder. <laughs> oh, let's go, Tommy. They've got a New York band there. We'll dance till morning. No, I, I have a headache. I think I'll just turn in. Look, Tommy, do you want people to think you're a wet blanket? Well, they think I'm a subversive influence now. A wet blanket would be a step up. Yeah, we can't stand here all night arguing. Come on. We've got to get to that football rally. It's important. Look, Tommy, this is homecoming. If you want to stay home and go to bed, stay. But Joe and I are going to have fun, aren't we, Joe? Well, maybe Tommy doesn't want us to have fun. Sure, go ahead. You're only young once, unless you're a moron. And and Joe will never grow up. (laughs) I won't go if you don't want me to, Tommy. I want you to. You go ahead and dance. You and Joe always dance perfectly together. Come on, what are we waiting for? Well, good night, Tommy. Good night. Good night, Tommy. You better take a hot water bottle to bed with you. Oh, thanks. That's nice of you to arrange for a substitute. <laughs> but uh, I don't think I'll need it. I'm going to be in all the hot water I can stand. Tommy, where have you been all morning? Ah, uh, walking, thinking. Thinking about what? About reading that letter and things. Well, I hope you decided to forget it. No, I didn't. You mean you've made up your mind to read the letter? 
Oh, Tommy, I don't know what to say to you. I think maybe you've said enough already. I don't see why you're being so mean. It's just that this morning I began to see you and myself clearly for the first time. Oh, you saw Joe kiss me when he came in. I thought that was I'm it. I'm trying to tell you that I don't care what you and Joe do. In fact, it's very lucky he came back just now. I don't have to worry about what effect my reading that letter in class will have on you. Oh, that's what you want. Suddenly, that's what you want. Reading that letter means more to you than I do. It's not any more sudden than your feeling for Joe. He's always been in love with you, and you've always been in love with him. All right, have it your way. If you want to be free, then I want to be free, and I've gone around for years mooning about Joe. Well, maybe I have, because I'm certainly sick of you right now. Say, Ellen, Tommy, I... Oh, I... I'm sorry if I... Hello, Joe. Hey, what's wrong here? What's the fight about? <laughs> Tommy's tired of me. What? Tommy'd rather read letters and live with me. I beg your pardon? <laughs> Us! Tommy and me! We're breaking up! Not just before the Michigan game! <laughs> yeah! Well, you're crazy. Tommy, what do you have to say? Ra, ra, ra. <laughs> the curtain falls on Act One of The Male Animal, starring Olivia de Havilland, Joel McRae, and Jack Carson. Now, before Act Two, here's a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. Do you know what a prominent New York fashion authority said the other day? She was holding a fashion show for a group of girls from the Navy Department. And as she showed them the smart, sensible clothes to wear in wartime, she said, Girls, if you don't look your best... If you let yourselves get careless in your clothes or in your personal appearance, you're being definitely unpatriotic. Well, that may be putting it a bit strongly, but I do think that keeping cheerful and keeping attractive is very important in times like these. You see, when you know that you look well, you feel so much better. And when you feel well, you can face conditions with so much more courage and good cheer. Now, don't think that keeping yourself young-looking and attractive means going out and buying yourself a lot of different kinds of beauty preparations. No, indeed. Today, millions of busy, lovely women use just one cream for the complete care of their skin, Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. They know this one cream brings them four aids to beauty in a single jar. They know, for example, that they can count on Lady Esther Face Cream to clean their skin at the end of a busy day, really clean it. But that's only one of the things Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream does. It also softens your skin. It makes your skin look fresher and lovelier because it helps nature refine the pores. And last but not least, you don't even need a special powder base anymore because Lady Esther Face Cream leaves your skin so smooth that powder and makeup look more flattering than ever. Fresher. Your skin looks after the very first application. Now, Act 
two of the Lady Esther Screen Guild Players' presentation of The Male Animal, starring Joel McRae as Tommy Turner, Olivia de Havilland as Ellen Turner, and Jack Carson as Joe Ferguson. It's the Monday morning following the homecoming game, and a lot has happened. Ellen and Joe went to the football game without Tommy, and when they got home, Tommy was drunk and spoiling for a fight with Joe. In self-defense, Joe knocked Tommy cold. So on this Monday morning, Tommy has a headache with a double two-way stretch. He has not only taken a beating, he has a hangover, his wife is getting ready to leave him, and he faces expulsion from the faculty of Midwestern University if he reads the letter written by Bartolomeo Vanzetti. As Amos and Andy would say, he is in a mess. As the curtain rises, Tommy and Ellen are seated in their living room waiting for Joel Ferguson to arrive. How do you feel, Tommy? Very strange. I know you think I'm not very bright or something, but you must realize that you've got me all mixed up before the game and that you were even less helpful when Joe and I returned. No, that wasn't me. That was a drunken beast. I rather liked you as a beast. Yeah, it must have been very funny. Oh, Tommy, listen to me. Well, the point is, I don't want any pity. Hello, Alan. Hello, Joe. Hello, Tommy. Hello. I, uh... I'm sorry, Tommy. I, I didn't hit you hard. You slipped and hit your head. Yeah, I know. Hey, what's the matter with your hand? You, uh, you kind of bit me. <laughs> Say, Ed Keller's out in the car. Well, don't let him in. That's one man I think I could lick, and I don't want to be tempted. Could I have a little slug or something? Certainly, Joe. Scotch. Yeah, fine. Well, sit right there. I'll get it. <sighs> I haven't slept for two nights. You worrying about something? Yeah, worrying about something. My cold's worse. Want some Kleenex? No, I don't want some Kleenex. <laughs> Reporter's been bothering me, too. What do they want? Oh, they want me to pick an All-American team. Did you? Yeah. Kind of took my mind off you and Alan and me. Who'd you pick for right guard? Surely, Kansas State teachers. Look, Tommy... I want to know where we all stand. Oh, it'll work out, Joe. You and I can handle this, you know, the modern way. Take it in our stride. I don't want Ellen worried about details now. Here's your scotch, Joe. Mm. Oh, we have some great news for you, Ellen. What is it? Joe picked Schulig of Kansas State teachers for right guard for his All-American. Isn't that great? It's kind of hard, though, choosing between him and Feldkamp of Western Reserve. <laughs> Say, have you got a Pennsylvania timetable around here? Where are you going, Joe? i got to be in Washington tomorrow. That's going to rush me. Hmm? What do you mean? Well, so long as Tommy is so sure you and I love each other, I've decided to go away with you. You've decided to... What? Ellen, would you mind explaining this a little better? I'll try to make it as clear as I can for both of you. I simply have to make a fresh start now. Yeah, but not like this. Joe isn't even divorced yet. Well, don't worry about any scandal. Joe and I'll go directly to Pittsburgh. It's a big town. Nobody need know anything about us. Ellen. Uh, Ellen, I don't live in great big Pittsburgh. I live in little bitty Sewickley. <laughs> Everybody would know about us. Say, are you trying to get out of this, Joe? Are you jilting Ellen even before we're divorced? How can I jill her before she's divorced? That's a technicality. Not to me. I come from a long line of married people. <laughs> Besides, I'm not going to Pittsburgh directly. I'm going to Washington. And that's one place I couldn't take you, Ellen. Why not? I haven't got a priority for That's her. no excuse. Yeah, well, you try to explain that to Donald Nelson. Well, you can take her any place she wants to go. Oh, now what? 
It's Ed Keller. Well, keep him away from me. Yeah, I couldn't sit out there waiting for you all day, Joe. I'm sorry, Ed. I I forgot all about you. Tommy, I persuaded Ed to come over and talk to you about that letter. Well, I don't want to talk to Ed. Well, listen then. We just had a trustees meeting. The boy who wrote that editorial is kicked out of Midwestern, and you'll be asked to resign tonight. Oh, Tommy. There's just one thing you can do. Come out with a statement quick. Say you were sick. Say that you think that Barnes' editorial is an outrage. You're not going to read this fan's anything, and you think Barnes is getting what he deserves. That's the only thing that'll save your neck. Tommy wouldn't say that about Michael Ed, and you shouldn't ask him to. That's all I have to say. I'd expect your resignation, Turner, tonight. Well, you won't get my resignation tonight or any other time. You're going to have to fire me. But before you do fire me, I'm going to read Vanzetti's letter to my class in English composition. Over my dead body! I couldn't think of a better platform. (laughs) You seem to forget that you're talking to Edward J. Keller, the man who brought Coach Sprague here from Southern Methodist, the man who made Midwestern University, the man who built the new stadium. I'm too big for you. This thing is bigger than you or football coaches or the new stadium. Nothing is bigger than the new stadium. Perhaps you'd be interested in seeing these, Mr. Keller. What are they? Petitions. The students have been circulating for Tommy. This one has 357 names. Let me see that thing, Alan. Oh, you're wasting your time with that handful of names, Mrs. Turner. Hey, hey Ed, look. This thing has been signed by Stelanka Whitson, where is soccer? <laughs> and Dr. Damon. What? Dr. Damon? Here, let me see that. Ed. You gotta have respect for men like Stalikowitz and Wurisaka. <laughs> Two of the biggest men in the university signing this subversive petition, and you, the greatest halfback we ever had, running away with Turner's wife. Why, they'll never ask us to the Rose Bowl now. What's the Rose Bowl? Oh, you can't depend on anybody. I've got a good notion to resign from the Board of Trustees. Good. But I'll kick you out if it's the last thing I do, Turner. Well, just to make things even, I'll kick you out right now. Here's your hat. Hey, wait a minute. I've been having trouble enough. Well, that settles Mr. Keller. Yeah, but where are we? Tommy, I... I know, I know. You know what? I know what you're going to say, but I don't want any substitute for love. I don't want loyalty. Oh, what's wrong with that? I just don't want Ellen standing by like a Red Cross nurse just because she knows I'm in trouble. I don't know whether you need a nurse or a psychoanalyst. I thought we were going to settle this thing quietly and calmly. Quietly and calmly? Give me that dish! Now, don't do that, Ellen. I can throw things, too, you know. No, you can't. You haven't got enough male animal in you. Oh, haven't I? Hey, now, wait, wait. Let me hold those dishes. I don't throw things. I just want to say that I came to this city to see a football game. Oh, no, you didn't. You came here for me. You haven't been here for a football game in six years, and you wait until you and Brenda are separated, and then you come for me. That's very smart, Ellen. Very penetrating. Joe, subconsciously, you came here for Ellen. I don't do things subconsciously. (laughs) Now see what you made me do. Oh, shut up. I'm not going to listen to any more of this. I've been packed for three days, and I'm going somewhere. Oh, well, then I'd better be going to class if I'm going to get a chance to read that letter before Keller fires me. Oh, Tommy. So long, Joe. I know you'll see she finds a place of her own. Oh, Ellen, you can take that four-poster money with you, too. I'll have one more check coming to send you. What's four-poster money? We, we were saving up to buy... Oh, poster bear. 
we go again. Why did you have to ask her what for poster money is? Well... Oh. Please don't cry, Ellen. Oh, go on, go on. Put on your coat. If you're going to be kicked out of school, you can't go over there looking like a tramp. Well, well, where is my coat? I hung it up in your room. Oh, well, thank you, Ellen. I'll, I'll be right down. Uh, look, Ellen, you, uh, you're still crazy about Tommy, aren't you? I, I'm, I'm kind of scared of him. He used to be just nice, but now he's wonderful. Oh, I, I, uh, I don't think he's wonderful. Yes, he is. What he's trying to do about that letter is wonderful. He wouldn't let me or you or anyone stop him. I think you're wonderful too, Ellen. No, you don't. You think I'm dumb. Tommy, were you listening? Of course not. You were too. You were snooping. Now, for heaven's sakes, don't start that again. Why don't you quit criticizing Ellen? Why, do you, why don't you go back to your wife? Joe, we can send her a wire. Don't worry about me, brother. I sent her a wire this morning. Good. Now maybe we can all fight in peace. Now who came in? Ed Keller. I'm getting awfully tired of kicking him out. Leonard, can I have a word with you? Couple it with something. Make it a word and a blow. Uh-huh. You wouldn't understand. I was quoting Shakespeare. Shakespeare? Don't you know anything but subversive literature? What's on your mind, Keller? Well... I've been talking about you with the other trustees, Turner, and we've decided you can go ahead and read that Vanzetti letter if you want to. Thanks. I was going to anyway. I know it. That's why we gave you permission. (laughs) Why the sudden change of heart? Well, if you must know, we got a bid to the Rose Bowl. You mean you want me to read the letter there? No! But Stalinkowitz and Werner Soccer said they wouldn't play in the Rose Bowl unless you could read that darn letter. Ah, the blessings of higher education. Well, aren't you going to say something to Ed, Tommy? I mean, aren't you going to thank him for being so broad-minded? Why not nine rows and a tiger for good old Ed? The tiger sounds great. Ra-ra-ra! Yay! Keller! Come on, Tommy, be a sport! Ra-ra-ra! Thank you, Olivia de Havilland, Joel McCrae, and Jack Carson. I'm sure the Lady Esther Screen Guild players have enhanced their box office popularity tonight with your fine performances in The Male Animal. It was a pleasure to have you with us, and we hope you'll come back soon. We would like to be invited for a return engagement, Mr. Bradley. The fact that all the benefits from this radio series go to support the Motion Picture Relief Fund makes it a charity in which we are all vitally interested. Joel McRae has something to tell our audience about next Monday's program, but here's a word from one of our best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Mr. Havland. A girl wrote to me last week and said, Lady Esther, I always used to use a powder base, but I don't anymore. Not since I changed to your four-purpose face cream. A powder base just isn't necessary now, because Lady Esther face cream leaves my skin so soft and smooth. Well, thank you for your letter, Miss Lillian E., So many girls are making the same pleasant discovery that you have made. You see, the purpose of a powder base is to leave a fresh, smooth finish to the skin so that powder and makeup look more flattering and stay on longer. But why should anyone use a special cream for this purpose when it isn't necessary? Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream 
not only cleans the skin, it not only softens the skin and makes it look lovelier, but it also leaves a perfect base for powder. Yes, Lady Esther face cream leaves your skin as smooth as velvet and with such a fresh look to it that even your rouge and lipstick seem to take on a new radiance. The very first time you try Lady Esther four-purpose face cream, you'll see for yourself why more and more busy, lovely women every day are changing to this one cream for the complete care of their skin. Joel McRae. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players have planned an exciting and intensely interesting program for next Monday night. The play was one of the biggest pictures of last season, Suspicion. And our stars will be Nigel Bruce, Brian Ahern, and Joan Fontaine. Lady Esther Screen Guild players will bring you Suspicion, starring Joan Fontaine, Brian Ahern, and Nigel Bruce. Olivia de Havilland can now be seen in In This Our Life. And Jack Carson is now appearing in Gentleman Jim, both Warner Brothers productions. Joel McRae can currently be seen in The Palm Beach Story, a Paramount picture. Music on tonight's show was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch, and our story was adapted for radio by Bill Hampton. The Screen Guild players are presented by Lady Esther. This is Truman Bradley saying thank you and good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>